Good morning, my little spooky girls, gays and theys, and welcome back to another episode of The Miscongeniality with Eli Rallo. Hello. I'm so excited for this episode. We're going to do updates first, but I have an incredible guest today. Her name is Terry Icuso, and she is a psychic, a medium, and a witch. And we get into all of the spooky things, all of the amazing, incredible things she's seen in her life. Is one born psychic? All the questions you might have do become answered. She's just a wonderfully intuitive and dynamic individual, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to the interview. I also think it's apropos of the weekend ahead, but we're going to do updates first because what would this be without those? So last we talked, I was about to go to this American Girl event and now I have an American Girl doll and I thought that I was scared of dolls, but now I kind of love them. So you too can go through a character growth moment week by week, but now it's Halloween and I'm preparing for Halloween. I have three costumes. I'm going to tell you guys because I feel like if you're listening to this, I feel like it goes like TikTok. And then if you follow me on Instagram, we're like closer friends. And then if you listen to this, we're like besties. So I don't mind not keeping it a secret on here. So on Thursday night, I'm going to a party with a bunch of TikTok friends. I'm going with Leo Shack. The party is fairy tale themed and I was like, I don't know what to be for that. So I'm going to be Tinkerbell and he's going to be Peter Pan, but my costume's not here and it says arriving on Thursday. So if it's not here by tomorrow, I'm going to go out to Party City and get something else, which sucks, but I'll still be Tinkerbell. It's just going to be like pulling shit together. So that, um, and then on Friday I was invited to a party Well, I was given to save the date but they haven't come back with the actual invite yet. And so I'm feeling like, what if it's a joke? Cause it was like such a cool party to get invited to. And so I'm just not going to say it cause I like believe in jinx and the costume for that. I'm not going to say either because if we don't go, I don't know if we're going to wear it and then I might save it for another time. And then on Saturday, I'm just going out with my friends, nothing bougie, nothing special. We're actually hosting a pregame, which I am excited about and I will be Pitbull. But before that, is Scorpio boy's birthday tomorrow and so I've been you know planning as one does I got some balloons and a banner and I've already given him his gift but I do have like a couple other little treats for him and a card and we're going out to dinner tonight and yada yada picking up a cake you know what it is if you're like the birthday obsessed girlfriend like there are types of girlfriends I could probably get into that And one of them is like the celebration girlfriend. Like she just wants you to have a good time like always. And she feels like you're too stressed and like whatever. That's me. Like I'm going above and beyond for this birthday. And you know what? It's because he told me last year he had just moved here and he spent his birthday alone. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with spending your birthday alone, but it is a little sad. It does break my heart a little, especially because now I'm like, oh, the love of my life and like whatever. So now I'm like, you know, being mushy about it, which is actually gross. But I'm doing a lot of planning for that. We have Halloween on the table coming up. And what else do I have going on today? Oh, 
amazing episode next week. I can't wait to reveal the guest. You guys are going to freak. It's so great. It's awesome. I have some recs too. Um, I started watching you and I'm the type of television watcher that I have to jump into something in the middle. Normally, I can't start from the beginning. Like I can't get linked into shows on the first episode. I don't know what it is. Also, I don't really like TV and I don't watch it a lot. So whenever there's like a fad TV show that comes out, you can guarantee I'm not watching it. And then when I feel like it's my chance and my time and I'm ready, then I start watching. So you, I did not watch the first two seasons, but Scorpio Boy wanted to watch season three. So I watched one episode with him, became utterly obsessed. And yeah, so watching that, enjoying it. The episode of SVU last week was freaking magnificent. If you haven't watched, I highly recommend. So good. And yeah, I'm pretty busy. A lot going on. I'm holding off on the podcast studio, in fact, because I'm waiting to get paid and it is expensive and I haven't gotten paid from any of the deals I've done, which is okay because that's like something that you have to deal with in this content creation space. So doing that, and I'm going to write Miss uh, Salt in the City this week, and I'm doing my advice column there, and there's a link in my bio to the Google form if you're interested, and I'm trying to think of anything else to talk about today that's, like, come up or has been super, like, annoying or concerning, and I can't really fathom anything as it stands. I don't know. There are, like, exciting things happening that I can't tell you about. Does that make sense? And it's like shitty because I'm like, I don't like to keep secrets. Like, what's the point? But you'll know soon enough. And if you guys have anything exciting going on, please share. I'm like, if you feel like you have no one else to tell, like, I'll always be excited for you guys. I like remember you guys in my DMs and everything. So it would be great if you just share a little joy with me, please. As I record, it is quite the rainy day. I do, in fact, love the rain. I feel like it kind of washes away stuff that's going on in your own life like it can be a really wonderful metaphor and then the first day of sun or the first moment the sun peeks out after a rain it's like a refreshing new beginning that is like naturally occurring that's probably sounded so like intensely philosophical but that is how I feel about rain I do love it and so enjoy your rainy day I'm hoping to find a bit of clear skies at some point to go out for a run and for now sit back relax and enjoy this incredible episode I'm so excited for you all to meet Terry and hear more about her life and her life's work and how magnificent she is. So I love you guys so much and I will see you next week with an extra special guest. Keep up with me. Let me know if anything goes on. Let me know if you have any ideas and have a very safe and happy Halloween weekend. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. Hi, everybody. So I am so excited about this episode. I've known Terry and known of her and her work for almost a year now. We met when I was in journalism school and I was doing a project um, and I wanted to profile her. But Terry is a psychic and medium um, for the last over 30 years in New York City. She's also a writer, the author of her very own book, Small Mediums at Large, which takes us through her entire life and her work. And I'm so excited to have her here today to talk about everything from astrology to being psychic and being a medium and her career and what that's been like. So Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for being here with me. And it's over 50 years. Over 50? 50 years. I will have my Halloween birthday uh, this year, and I'll be 73. Wow. 
but I moved it up to 75 because you get more respect when you're 75 than you're 70. <laughs> yeah. So you have to, you got to change your age around a little bit. Age is but a number. Um, it is. But it I'm, is for sure. I'm going on 10, 10 yeah, years old. Seriously. Yeah. And live in the greatest city in the world to play with the people in the street. And yeah. You know, being psychic, I see multi levels of life going on. And it's very exciting. I'm so excited to talk to you and pick your brain, but I'm wondering like if you can talk me through your background and like how do you discover that you're different or that you have some kind of like extra intuition or power that other people didn't like? How did you come to understand this and like what was your life like and your background growing up? Well, I grew up, I was born in Buffalo, New York and um I have an older brother, Frank, and my sister, Rosemary, who sadly passed away two years ago. And my parents, uh, they were Sicilian immigrants. They had um, what I think is intuition from being not speaking English. Uh, They were not educated, so they had street smarts, and they had this other thing called psychic. But um, I grew up, I was born in 1948. So in the 50s, as little children, we did not have that word. We didn't know what psychic was. But my mother could read people. She could look at you and she would blurt out what she saw. It was a little very wow. scary. And if you were asking her for advice or something, she would just tell you what was going to happen. Wow. My father did, he had a restaurant, so he could pull out sports scores uh his customers would ask him about the racetrack or the baseball game Uh, my brother could see spirits at a young age ghosts and my mother would take him aside and say frank you know that was your grandmother or you know he she encouraged us but always was told us to be very secretive about it because they will think we're witches and we'll be in trouble so um my sister's ability was to hold objects and tell the whole story of who owned it or who made it. She was amazing, and she could look at photographs and tell things. Me, I was observing, terrified, asking myself, what's real here, what isn't? But I I never had a day where I thought, what is this? Because I grew up with them, and it was our natural ability to be psychic. It's different now where people see movies about it, um they they we are encouraged to feel and talk about feelings so it's really 21st century now and there are more mediums and psychics than ever before all over the world but um everything of i that you would ask me about my childhood you could read in my book small mediums at large (laughs) it i go into depth about growing up in this family a lot of funny stories a lot of scary stories yeah and uh I uh, recently lectured about the paranormal just last week. And um, first of all, this is a very good time to have this podcast because right now is the season of the witch and um, the veil between the worlds, they say, is very thin. So anybody who's died, I I hate the word past and let's call it what it is, people, loved ones who died, and you want to reach them, you can just sit with a candle in the dark and don't think of them or remember them, feel them. 
yeah. feel them, they will come to you. That's so uh, interesting. So this is an amazing time. I've had a lot of spooky things happen in the last few weeks. Yeah. So it's exciting this, this year and this season. Yeah, and we'll get into more about like the Halloween and Scorpio season yeah. and I want to talk about that. But I'm curious, like when you were growing up, you said that if you had shared this with anybody, there was like a stigma around it and you would get in trouble. Has that changed? And like, what was that like for you feeling that like if you unveiled who you truly were, it would be a bad thing? Well, in my youth, it was really great to be Sicilian and be a witch or, you know, not really a witch, but they'd be powerful to have knowledge like that. Yeah. My mother told us the power we have. And so I kind of liked it, you know, and when you grow up Sicilian, you hear all about the mafia and you already start out with such confidence and power. And like, I'm only four foot 10 and I think I could like beat up. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> and having superpowers, you know, watch out. I probably, I can, I know I can, but she also told us, be careful, yeah. be careful, use that because, you know, you could kill somebody. So um, I love being in our secret family club. Yeah. And yet, even though word got out and people came to our house in droves to talk to my mother. And, you know, we grew up in Buffalo, working class neighborhood. So people didn't come with the sophisticated problems. I now deal with clients and people they came with my husband. He didn't come home for three days. Mary, where, what do you, where is he? And she'd say, you know, oh, he's with that Budana in uh, the other town, and he's not going to come back till Friday. And then why don't you get rid of him? Yeah. You know, she would just like tell it like that. Tell it like and it was. She, if she had lived today, I mean, she, she'd be on, you know, dancing with the psychics or something. Yeah. She'd have her own. She'd have her own show. Yeah. Because she would have been developed more and more sophisticated, and, and be able to read people that had more interesting problems than love life sure and I know that you you moved to the city and you kind of started immersing yourself in this culture of like the 60s and 70s can you tell me what that was like and like what made you move and like what happened when you moved like what was what was that part of your life like I moved I moved to New York City in 1968 I just turned 20 you know and New York was not like it is now and my brother had bought a, a townhouse on Mulberry Street for for eighteen thousand dollars, and he wow. thought, "How am I going to pay for this?" He still lives in it. Wow! And that house is haunted. It's very haunted. So I lived in there. He didn't even live in it because it was being renovated by him and friends. So I moved here in the hippie migration where when we were young hippies, you either went to San Francisco, you went to Denver, you went to Marrakesh, Morocco, or you came to New York City. And I came here and um, I started, always was a seeker for mediums, psychics, healers, astrologers, always, even in high school, when I used to do readings in Catholic school in the locker room and somebody would bar the door for the nuns and I yeah. take out my tarot cards and read. So I was always seeking. And my brother met a teacher here who taught him the tarot. And he taught me when I was 12 years old how to read cards. Yeah. So um, we, at that time, in the hippie era, in the 60s, 70s, people were going to medium seances. I sat in many, many seances. 
we had gurus, you know, we were seeking knowledge. Uh, it was exciting to grow up in that time. It was, I overuse word magical. It was truly magical. Plus LSD. I did yeah. a lot of that. And, um, uh, psilocybin and all those hallucinogenics and went on multi levels. And I really, on LSD, I absolutely bonded with the tarot because those yeah. cards came off the little pieces of paper, flew in the air and talked to me. Yeah. And, um, amazing, wonderful time. And, and also I was in New York. I was at Stonewall when it happened. I wasn't in Stonewall, the, the resistance movement and the gay liberation. There was a lot of things going on. Yeah. Youth culture was exciting. And I just want to say, I'm seeing youth culture back again. Mm. And I'm so excited that my children, the legacy of my life is back alive with young people seeking spiritual knowledge, yeah. seeking resistance and change, environmental issues. It's very, very exciting, hopeful time. Sure. And so so you're in the city and you're 20 years old. How do you start your career? Like what is what is launching your career look like? Like as you're kind of, you know, gathering all of this information and experiencing these spiritual events and like meeting these people and living in this culture, how do you start, uh, you know, doing this as a career? Yes, that's a good question. Well, um, I, uh, I was a reader, but I was very afraid to become a professional because my brother had been on television he was the superstar you know at studio 54 read all those jet setters so i wouldn't want to compete with him and so i kind of hid that from from uh, from him so one day i i became his assistant and i book his appointments and one of his clients said to me well if you're um the sister you should be your psychic too i want you to read me yeah. So I said, no, no, I can't read for you. And so she invited me to her apartment, and I did. I was reluctant to do it, mostly because sibling rivalry. And um, I was terrified. So I did a reading for her. She was so impressed. The next thing, she called me and said, I have three readings for you. One was a movie star, who we all know. Wow. Um, another one was the editor of like People magazine, and the other one was the head of a record company. And the next week, all these very famous people were calling me. It just took off. Yeah. And I, I was really afraid that my brother would get mad at me and be jealous, and I hid my career for a long time. Yeah. And um, stayed in the background, and it was like I was the Greta Garbo of the psychic world. Yeah. You can you only find me by word of mouth and you couldn't tell anybody. It's wow. all over now. Yeah. Well, okay. So can you explain the difference between like psychic and medium and what yes. does it really mean to be either? Like, do you, can you predict someone's future? Can you read someone's mind? Do, do you see yeah. visions? Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> well, I am a psychic and I am a tarot reader. Okay. I love the tarot. I, I just think the tarot cards is one of the most important books of our time, along with the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, the I Ching. These are really, really important books. And the tarot is the only book without a binder. So I work with the tarot, but I'm also 
And anyone can learn to read the tarot and not be psychic. The tarot okay. started out as a game. And I like to think of it that way sometimes. I don't see it as so precious, but it is incredible yeah. how it tells the map of your life. Psychic means seeing the future, past, the present, alternative realities, psychological profiles of people to depth. If you're really good, you you know, and you really can do it, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. Those are facts and information to guide a person's life. Sure. Mediumship technically means speaking to the dead. Okay. Spirit world. Or if you don't want to use the new age terms, reading energy that takes a form of a collection of grief, hallucination, memory, and it takes a certain form that certain people like myself can read. I have had many mediumship experiences, both came in my own life and I have done them in readings. I don't ever say the reading will have that happen, but I just read someone last week and I said, there's a woman here. I was actually got terrified. I could feel her. I knew her nationality and she said, she gave me information, boom, 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 like that. I just related to the person I was reading for. She said, that's my grandmother. That's her name. That's the country she was born in. It shook me up a little, but remember what I said, tis the season between the worlds is thin. So I never, I was groomed at a young age to be a trance medium. That means you go in trance, you close your eyes and the spirit enters your body. And I don't know where the hell you go over there somewhere. I did not want to do it. I resisted. I stopped it. A lot of those authentic people die young. Oh, wow. Um, to India with my brother and had um, we had sessions with the Dalai Lama's oracle. And we saw him go in trance where he went in a voice and, and ran around the stage. And that was phenomenal. I've seen and witnessed phenomenal things that the human spirit, the human person could do. Yeah. This I believe that I do as a human experience. There's nothing, you know, super normal about it we all have this in us and we can develop it i sometimes say thank god we all aren't as highly uh developed as i am it's it's sometimes not easy to walk around always feeling everything seeing everything Uh, but i love it so much i never shut it off i enjoy the experience i'm 73 i lived with it and i i want more yeah and so Part of me, I don't want to die yet, but I'm really looking forward to what comes after I'm free from the body. Yeah. And my dead friends came to me and talked to me about that. Uh, what is it like there in great detail and um, phenomenal stories? Because many mediums that you go to, they'll say, your mother's here. She loves you. She says she's sorry. Here's pink roses. Um, it, what does June, July, January mean anything? It's like, come on, I don't want to know that. Yeah, I want to know the science of life after death, what's going on there. So, I did get my answer from my um partner in life who who died six years ago. She came to me and told me. So, that's mediumship psychic is facts and figures and predicting the future. Uh, predicting, um, I have broken up many, many 
marriages. <laughs> my friends used to laugh, or my one friend used to say, Terry, how many people did you break up today? And I'd say, oh, shut up. Yeah. And I'd say, well, how do you know? And they said, my friends go to you, and they told me, you said, leave your husband. I said, well, you know, I'm trying to, I'm here to liberate people. To help them yeah. grow and help them get more experiences. We're not here very long. It goes really, really fast. Yeah. So then you can go for a reading and get a really good intuitive person, a wise person. Doesn't mean they're psychic, but I, I, you know, I teach this. It doesn't matter because I've been on the journey for the authentic. I call myself the psychic police. I am always going trying to. I never call a person a fraud unless they really are deceptive and take your mo- lots of money from you and say you're cursed. Yeah. Those people should be arrested. But basically, it's more important the message you receive than yeah. the, the way they give the medium of how they do it. Because you could stand on the bus stop and someone could come up to you and say something. And you go, oh, my God, is that the master in disguise? Is is that, was that, who was that? Was that a ghost? Yeah. It's the message, you know, and that's the most important thing. Sure. So I remember when we first met, we were talking about like the process of when somebody calls you and wants to be read until up until you meet them. And you said that you kind of like can, the minute you hear their voice or before they even call, you start like taking this person on. Can you explain yes. like that process and like what that's like and, and what yeah. it is? Well, um, yes, it happens. In fact, I, I agreed to see a young woman yesterday and then, um, and I know her parents and she then didn't feel well, or I think she was afraid to see me. Yeah. She wanted it. And, but I had all this like excitement. It's, it's sort of like, we're, you know, we're going to go to the circus or we're going to see a play. Oh, and it's canceled. Yeah. And like anyone would feel, you're like all imagining what it's going to be like. Well, for me, I'm already starting to pick up things, uh, detailed things. And there's a part of me then will get so much that as a good sort of good mom, good mother that I am, I have to decide, is she ready to hear this? See, I don't know that until I meet the person. Okay. I will get information and I don't hold back but I can be I will be very gentle or I will hold back if I realize once I'm sitting with them that they they can't handle it so I don't um say it but yes I link in right away with someone wow and and you've also said that like when you're out to eat or walking down the street you also can like link into people can you explain that well um it just automatically happens I train myself a little to look at the ground or look away. Um, uh, it just happens. It's who I am. And, you know, we all do it. How many times you sit on the subway and look across and go, oh, he's handsome. Oh, I, yeah. oh he's married. I can tell. You know, we start picking up things. You don't, you can't validate it because yeah. they're not telling you. But um, it just Again, I believe this is a human thing we all do. I just go deeper and deeper. And because I practice, I mean, I'm working it all the time and studying it and experiencing it, I'm, you know, quite evolved. I've been, uh, you know, since I'm a baby reading people. Yeah. And can that be a Um, lot? Like when you're, you know, looking at someone and you could tell something major in their life and it's just like a stranger? Well, 
most of the time, like it goes on in me, but my friends who know me, they'll see something happen. They'll see me change a little. And they'll yeah. go, where did you just go? And I said, oh, not nowhere. Come on. I could tell what I yeah. said. All right. There's a person just walked in the restaurant. They're they're They just found out they're sick and they will die by the summer. Oh. Is that what you want to know? You know, yeah. and that's true. They go, really, who, what, what? I said, no, don't look. I'm not going to point out who that is. Yeah. So I never volunteer. It's rare that I will volunteer uh, unasked for psychic information. People come up to me and say, I got a message for you. I don't like that. I mean, you should really make an agreement. And that's probably how it starts. The minute someone wants makes an appointment for a reading or I know they're coming, we made an agreement that I can go in there deeply so um i um i want to you know be really careful i never go up to someone i have in the subway if i see someone's in danger i don't tell them i'm a psychic i'll just say um hey trust me i think you should move over here i see that that man's watching you and i always appreciate it they don't know what i saw and how i kept them from being thrown into the subway tracks so it is a sometimes unnerving I can't say I'm ever afraid because I have uh, the tools to deal with it. I also am being forewarned by things happening in the world. My sister was extraordinary. If you would go out with her and she'd say, oh, this pastry tastes funny. We should leave now. You get up and you go and that happened. And we got to the door and the ceiling fell right where we were sitting. Oh my God. When she was pregnant with my niece, she went to a drugstore, and pregnant women are often highly psychic because they're always in tune with something else or another person inside yeah. them. So you find that there's something that gets cranked up in a pregnant woman. So she was in the drugstore and said, everyone should leave now. And um, they, they didn't know who she was, but she left. And there was an explosion next door. Oh, and my God. Wow. The The drugstore was okay, but the building next door blew up. Wow. She could feel it. And on and on and on, I could tell you 150 of those stories. Wow. And so I guess I'm wondering, like, can you talk me through your career? I know that at times there was like hundreds of clients. And then over the pandemic, you slowed a little bit because it got to be really overwhelming. Can you talk about you know, the peak of your career and then like moving into now? Well, I did formally retire. I had to, uh, I, um, I was, I'm luckily financially number one, able to retire. Number two, uh, it, I, to, to go to a quick history of my whole career, basically, um, when I was younger, mostly people were wanting to know, does anybody love me? And then it grew into what's my spiritual path and does anybody love me? Then it went into more, um, how can I make more money? I'm career driven. What's my spiritual path? Does anybody love me? And it goes on and on like that. So imagine if I was doing readings with now when we had Donald Trump, climate change, pandemic and lockdown, um, what about money? I lost my job. And does anybody love me? It just was like too much for me. Yeah. And so 
And then I would come home and my answering machine every day would have 40 calls, 60 calls. And I just thought, I think it's time to write more books and just stop for a while. I love teaching, love teaching the tarot. Um, I teach at Omega Institute, um, psychic development in the tarot. Um, but to take clients now, uh, it's in their personal life with everything piled on layers. I just, I had to stop for me and I've never been happier. I never really was fully me because I was so many other people, you know, reading stays with me. Um, when the person leaves tremendous separation, anxiety, we, we have a, a relationship that's so intimate and so loving and so deep they I feel things that they go through that they've never even told people and then Hmm. there's the people I'm talking about in their life that I never even met who they'll haunt me even more yeah because they're not in the body at my table I feel them on a deeper you know psychic level sure so I had to leave then I got recognition with my book my memoir yeah so I got more calls and more demand for me and people would get mad at me because I just found you now I need a reading but it's uh, it's my life now yeah and when I do agree to read someone I think why did I ever stop I love it it's sort of like how people play board games or you know, bridge, or you get like this excitement about yeah. solving history. Sure. So sometimes I miss it a lot, but I'm very relieved to not have such a burden of so yeah. many troubles. Yeah. The world and life, life is heavy. And you said that a lot of people come asking about love and like, does anybody love me or will I find someone to love me and all of that? Why do you think that is? Like, what is it with the human impetus and like, attention to that and like what does that mean to you like what have you discovered through your career about love yes well people you know well love is it's a wonderful thing and when it's good when it's bad when it's short when it it's incredible feeling it's the ultimate of feeling a hundred percent alive yeah and uh much as anger is, is like that too yeah alive but I think, you know, we all we all want to pair up with someone or have be, be seen the witness to our life. And it can be a beautiful thing. And it sort of goes with fortune telling. Yeah. You know, it's always like the first, what do you see for my love life? And um, I don't know. I and mean, I have lots of people who never, they don't want to know about that. And there are a few times in my life I had the courage the real courage to say, I have to tell you, I never see anyone for you. Wow. I never see you in a partnership or ever having that experience. A few times, maybe four or five, those people said, Terry, thank you so much. I always knew that you have given me permission wow. to be alone. Yeah. And they never, we don't encourage the single life as a beautiful life. It's no. all pair up, pair up. So it's part of and grooved in our brain to have someone or we're not anybody if we're not loved. And so I try to help people liberate themselves from that, but I would never tell that to a young person. When I was a kid and had readings, I was told I was the ice queen of the North and no one will ever love me. Well, I have to tell you in all humbleness, I have never met anyone who's more loved than me. 
Yeah. I have so many people who just think the world of me, love me, tell me. And it feels good to be that. And yeah. At my age now, I'm so happy I'm cured from needing a partner. Yeah. Because <laughs> you live a very full life. I've had a lot of lovers and a lot of partners, both men and women. And, and uh, you know, it's been, it's been such a great thing. Yeah. How does that work being in a partnership or even having friends when you can like anticipate and predict things and like know their energy? Well, most of my closest friends, they never had a reading from me. That's good. It's really interesting. I know them like, you know, we'll go to dinner. We talk about them. I sometimes reveal some things that I experience and they go, oh, that's interesting. I, I think they're not e- either not interested in the subject, they don't know me like that, or I chose them for that reason because it's, you know, it's, I have some friends, they never stop saying, okay, I'm going to throw a name at you. What do you think? Yeah. Or pick a card for me. And I go, oh, please. Or yeah. I get set up. Well, you know, come, come to dinner and let's stop by my house. And, you know, um, do you think you could read for me? And I just think like, oh, please don't ask me that. Yeah. But, um, but then I do and I go, oh, it's so interesting to me. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I had to be careful. I have read for friends and then they'll go to their partners. Well, Terry said this about you. And like, then I have to like get meals with them or take trips with them. And then they look at me funny. It's awkward. So yeah. It's to keep it separate. Really. Yeah. Sure. So. And I try not to interfere in a, in a life. And yeah. Make mistakes. It's more fun for me. Yes. Seriously. Especially when you know. <laughs> you should have told me. Like, shut up. You're like, nah. Or, I've had breakups. I've had breakups where I was actually told, well, you knew that was going to happen. I thought, thanks a lot. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah. But that's funny. But just, there are other things I got from the relationship. True. Than forever. Yeah. That's really interesting because it's still. You know, it's still a valuable experience, even though you might have known it was going to end. Yeah. Oh, my God. There are other things to learn. Yeah. Than, than just emotional fulfillment. Yeah. Or unfulfillment. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was just talking about this last night that I um, I have found in my life that after I've been sexual with someone for a couple of weeks, I'm kind of done. Yeah. I mean, I open the present, I'm bored. Yeah. And move on. And then I'm stuck for, you know, 15 years <laughs> in a commitment going, why don't we have more sex? Yeah. I said, you know, but I like the conquest. I like that. And, and my big fulfillment in my life was the career, was the work. Oh, my God. So fulfilling. Because when someone walks through my door and I know nothing about them, I get, I call, I call it kind of a human psychic transfusion that you know i go through with them i can be a married man with uh with a mistress and two kids i can be a fireman who runs it i mean i can be all these different roles when a person comes so there's nothing more high or fulfilling than a psychic reading yeah so much intimacy i mean there are times when a person will come and they just met someone and it's a really hot lover and i feel the sexuality in my body yeah and the same with illness if they come and they're sick i can feel it and i have to shed that off yeah that's really interesting 
So you were born on Halloween that makes you a Scorpio. How does like astrology and your birthday play into all of this, do you think? Yes. Now, the one thing about um, being me is that I get asked a lot of questions about astrology, numerology. Like, I don't know everything. Yeah. (laughs) Some of it is just too much. Even I'll go to an astrologer and go, oh, the North Node on my first house. What does that mean? It's confusing. I, I am Scorpio. I have sun and moon in Scorpio. And I have a lot in the house of the occult. Okay. In a lot of my planets. So I was born much to my poor brother's um, disappointment that he wasn't born on Halloween. He <laughs> likes to say that. Um, but I do believe, plus, I just love the whole thing that yeah. it's really true. That's my day. And then I can never forget my birthday because it starts in August because they start putting out all the yeah. Halloween stuff. But um, I take it very seriously. Um, in fact, behind me, I took it out, is that I have a magic wand, a real one wow. that I made. And um, I keep it out during this season because it, it likes to work. Yeah. And I um, got this in the 70s when I went to a medium, uh, the Reverend Clifford Bias, who's a famous medium and lived in the Ansonia Hotel. And I went to see him and he said, yes, you're a medium, you're a psychic, but you need a magic wand. Yeah. And he told me how to make it and to go to the woods with a knife that had never been used before. So I, in my book, I wrote the whole story. Wow. But this, this wand with this interesting little head, and it's as long as my spine. This is the base of the spine. And it's as thick as my thumb. And it is this little thing is very powerful. Anybody watching this who wants to make a wish right now, you make one. Remember, watch what you wish for. You know, they say that. Yeah. You wish something, you'll get it, and all the trouble with it. So when you make a wish, you really have to think about what do I really want? Yeah. um, Because magic can be dangerous. Right? touched you with it oh thank you hopefully my wish comes true but magic can be pretty dangerous right if you're abusing it yes i mean the simple magic that people do mostly is love i want that person and i when i was i learned that when i was a teenager and um my brother when he first moved to new york he started studying magic and tarot and i was 12 and um he came in and taught me things and so I wished for um, the great love, yeah. and I put everything down. You know, I was told, don't leave anything out. I forgot the big one, that I should be loved in return. Oh, yeah. So I got him, his, you know, I got the young man. Uh, I was so in love, and he didn't love me. And wow. I forgot to add that part, the yeah. most important part. So when you do go for magic... Or even, uh, you know, a car. I want that car. Well, you get that car, but it might hit you on the yeah. street. You know, what do you want? You need to think it really through. Most people really don't have the concentration or the ability to conjure what they want. So yeah. it's, it's pretty safe across the board. Yeah, because people uh, get it, frustrated about manifesting. I feel like they will always tell me that they have trouble manifesting because they have trouble believing that something could happen by way of them just conjuring up the thought. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah. It's because well, sometimes conjuring is thinking, and thinking stays in the head. So you have to pull it down to all the senses to really yeah. say, "Come to me." Yeah. You know, not up in the mind. Uh, but you know, there most of those things you could just go and buy. Or you can go and find. Yeah. You have to put out so much energy. Yeah. The same with healing, you know, self-healing. Self-healing is really hard to do if you have a really serious illness. The mind does, mind, body, spirit does connect together. It's really difficult to do. But it does make you feel better to see yourself well. And, you know, and, and then if you can't heal yourself, you feel like a failure. And it's it's really yeah. the pressure we put on ourselves with magic. Yeah. So you've said a lot of times, I think, that New Yorkers are hard to read. Or there's like, because of the energy in New York, it, it's different when you're reading like New Yorkers or experiencing strangers. Can you like speak to that and the energy that you feel here? Well, New York City, I'm in love with. I mean, really, I kiss the air. I never like to be away from it. Yeah. I mean, this is really my home. People ask me, how could you live there? So much input. I love all the input. It yeah. feeds me. Yeah. But when they and so when I someone who's here for reading some New Yorkers who are especially if they're career driven, I I meet those people. They come to see me. They're career driven. They want this. They want that. And so so many levels to them. But what I love about reading people in from New York City that they are so alive. They are so engaged culturally, yeah. uh, relationship wise, and there's so much going on here. When you read, when I read people from other countries or from smaller towns mostly it's about the family the gossipy things which i love to read also yeah about their husband, their children at school the teachers so new york is a real challenge but it feeds me because i can get bored just reading relationships only yeah so it is more of a challenge and also people are very sophisticated here they've been in therapy they've had different kinds of relationships so it's more of a challenge for me but it is it's it's difficult sure and I, I don't run from difficulties yeah you like them oh yeah and do you have any like favorite or like most wild experiences I guess in accordance with that like since your career began that just stick stuck out at you as like a major moment for you in a psychic reading? Uh, I guess in a psychic reading or just in the realm of like spirituality and being psychic in general. Well, um, I have tremendous um, confidence. Um, I like to meet other people like me. Yeah. And talk, it's a talk shop. Yeah. I've had experiences where, like I said, I never know who walks in the door. And I can remember one reading of a man that was coming to see me. And I, I got terrified. I thought he was going to kill me. Wow. I could see me being stabbed and, I mean, horrifying. Rarely, rarely happens. Yeah. So I thought, what's going on? And I'm still going to open the door. So um, I, I didn't know what to do to calm myself down. And I went to um, a book on my shelf. I don't know why. I pulled it out. And uh, a leaf fell out of it that was in like wax paper and it said Elvis Presley's grave. And I started laughing. I had been there to yeah. Graceland. 
and I had the little leaf from Elvis's grave. Yeah. So I thought I laughed and I felt better and the doorbell rang and up he came. Yeah. And I see him and very handsome guy, a leather jacket, sits down and I just said, Okay, I have to tell you something. Did you come here to kill me? Oh. He said, What? <laughs> Poor guy. No. Why would you say that? Because I here it is. I wanna yeah. face it. Let's get on with it. And he's locked in my apartment and he said, What? I said, well, I see, I see I'm on the ground and bloody and stabbed. He said, you are amazing. I'm a private detective. I'm a policeman. And I'm working on a case of a woman that was found murdered in her apartment. And I said, oh my God, oh, thank you. I was picking up his life. And so then we started talking. I did the reading and he, he, you know, he was nervous being a cop. Uh, you know, what would happen to him and that he was a good cop and there was a lot of corruption and was he going to get killed by other policemen? Yeah. It was quite a fun reading. But then wow. he said, you know what calms me down? I listened to Elvis Presley singing gospel <gasps> music. Wow. Would you say that again, please? I listened to Elvis Presley singing gospel, not the rock and roll. He was a gospel singer. Wow. I have So I That's go to the, I tell him the story. I go get the book. And he, you know, most people, when I tell them something so like amazing like that, they go, yeah. And like, they go, well, that's what you do, right? Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. So we really bonded. I never saw him again. He sent me some tapes of Elvis singing gospel. Wow. And, you know, that was one of many stories of really hair-raising things that have happened in my life. And wow. I, I love that. But I'm brave. I let yeah. him in. Even though I knew. I know when I'm in real danger. See, I study the process. I study myself. When I'm in real danger and get the hell out of there. Yeah. And when I know I can handle this, it was part of his life. But in that case, I really wasn't sure. Yeah. I've been really angry in the other life if he did come up and I opened the door and he killed me. Seriously, that's really crazy. Upset. Well, there. I call friends sometimes before a reading. Yeah. And say, I just want to tell you something. I'm picking this up. I'm afraid if anything happens to me, his name is in my appointment book. You know, and they go. I'm going to kill you myself. What yeah. are you doing? But they You're got crazy. used to me yeah. knowing that. He's just like, you know, I'm still here to tell the story, so I'm okay. Seriously. Um, and there are so many people that, like, love and support you, but I'm wondering, like, has there been stigmas being, like, a woman in this world of, like, psychics and witches? And I guess just, like, being a person in that world. Well, you know, women, just being a woman in general is, you know quite a thing and we've come a long way and you know I just think of the Taliban and those Afghanistan women that you know and then China fight get up and fight and fight back and a lot of women are probably killed for trying to get liberated so um the thing about being a witch you know people there's a lot of witchcraft going on to be Oh, and I just read something. Every woman is a witch. Well, you know, not true. People say I'm a Buddhist. I'm, um, you know, I'm vegan. All these labels. In order to be called a witch, real witch, you're invited into a coven. It's a re- it's a spiritual religion, so to speak. Yeah. You you have to be initiated, brought in. There's studies you do. There are practices you do. But then, like, as I've never done that. Um, when my sister died, 
I went through her library and papers, and she was an ordained witch. I never knew it. She wow. never told any real witches never really speak about it. Yeah. So I do some magic. I pray. I do when I want something or meditation magic. But I am not technically never was ordained or initiated as a witch. But um, yes, people now, although now 21st century, um, whenever I heard uh, Donald Trump say it's a witch hunt, a witch hunt, I get so mad. How dare he? Yeah. He, you know, he never could come near what a real witch is. Yeah. <laughs> and I hated hearing that. You want a real witch hunt? I'll show you a witch Seriously. hunt. Seriously. But, um, you know, now today, people think it's cool or they know people. They're, we're more familiar with it. And also, I'm not living in the Deep South in a religious I'm not living in Utah. You know, I don't know. I was on national public radio with Diane Reams when my book came out. Wow. And this man got on and said, it's a sad day on NPR that we have this devil um, wow. and this witch, whatever, this devil on um on the radio and i said oh honey i'm not that good yeah you know just afraid you don't know what i do and you don't know me so you're calling me that you don't even know what a real witch or a real devil is yeah and so i don't run from these things i try to educate yeah demystify my favorite word demystify it but it is a real thing and there are really dark practicing people in the world and they kind of add to the stigma more Yes, I mean, I was um, invited to a ceremony in the, in the 70s on the Upper East Side, a very fancy building, townhouse, and there was a, um altar, and there were people with cocktail glasses, much like Rosemary's Baby, yeah. cocktail glasses, this was real, and um, standing around, and there was a baby on the altar, and I knew what was going to happen. <gasps> And uh, maybe, I, I mean, here I said it, and I got out. I kind of slipped out the door and yeah. went out of there. It was dark. That was probably, it was going to be a ceremony. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, New York City, things happen here. They do. You That's know, wild. Now, um, even uh, try to adopt a black cat during this season. They, they don't let them out. Yeah, because people are afraid. Animals, yeah. Wow. So I know that next shift and now going over here dear to a different topic yeah (laughs) that one is dark well I'm wondering too like throughout the last you know 75 years of your life how how have you been able to understand like the meaning of life and like put life into context with all of these powers that you have and like this sort of heightened awareness and intuition that most of us don't have well, you know, I had this joke that happened to me in the 60s when I was doing LSD with my friend Arlene, and we were talking about um, the color of the walls and the, the Indian print curtain she had yeah. on the ceiling, and I said, Arlene, Arlene, I understand the meaning of life, and she said, what is it? I said, it's decorating and redecorating. Because that's all people talk about, yeah. changing the couch, changing the furniture. So in a way, that's what we do in our life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, sexually. We redecorate and decorate and change the constant process of changing and living with it. 
Um, I have a great excitement about life. I mean, I say this when people say, how are you? I say, I am happy every day. And I look for the joy and the excitement of the adventure. Um, I've been in depressions and things like that, but I embrace that. I just want to feel fully alive all the time. And I think that's what makes me a good psychic, intuitive person. want to feel everything, experience things. So I, um, I now at this age, I slipped, my shoes are broken in and I, there's nothing that I fear or can't do yeah. or, um, I've read for people. Sometimes I open the door and I know who's going to come and I go, I can't believe they're sitting in my kitchen. Yeah. Some quite famous people. Same with my brother. I mean, he's read for all the Kings and Queens and, wow. and they're all people. They're yeah. all people. Mostly those readings are about their children or their depression or changing work. I mean, we're all human. We're just people. Yeah. And we have this extraordinary human ability called intuition. It's how we navigate through life. It's how you go shopping. It's yeah. how you, um, set, if you pay attention, you meet somebody, how you don't want to know them in your life or, yeah. And uh, we just, I believe we are using it more. I worry, though, when I see people glued to the iPad or the iPhone, um, that they're shutting down their senses when you walk down the street and you feel, don't turn this way, turn that way. And I see babies on them. But we're also learning other things. I think, you know, the mask during um, pandemic, the mask has given us um more we have more eye contact now so that's been a good thing to have eye contact yeah so i don't know i i i cope with things i i never distraught anymore about being so sensitive sure and i'm remembering i just remembered this but last time we talked you were um, d- doing the tarot and taking Jaina, my partner on the project, and I through the tarot. And you said to me, um, you were telling me that there was like something going on in my life that was like a big change that was coming. And I remember you said, be still and wait. And I think about that a lot. And I'm wondering if like this makes any sense. But looking at me now and talking to me now almost a year later, do you feel a shift in energy from our first meeting? And like, what do, I guess what does that mean? I'm, I'm trying to like get into your head. Yeah. Well, I think that then if I remember, which I don't, but I'll reread it right now, that um, you, um, the unknowing of what your future is or the career is or what yeah. you're going to go is now begun to move forward. Yeah. And I see you extremely successful at doing the things that you want to do now that I'm your fairy godmother. <laughs> you really <laughs> are. Telling you more things along the way over the years. Yeah. But um, um, I think at the time you might have been trying to decide to make uh, either whether even more school or moving or something that be still and wait and then answers are being revealed what you're going to do now. You yeah. just mean that, let it come to you. Not, yeah. not stand still and do nothing, but so I think um and I don't know if that had to do with a love interest as well yeah that um you know you found out what you needed to know yeah I think right after I met you I actually met my partner of almost a year who's a Scorpio coincidentally Uh 
birthday is October 27th, so good yeah. Scorpio energy. Oh. Yes, Nick, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Of eight and there it unfolded. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm also, I tend to be so like chasing after things and I remember those uh-huh. words just allowed me to kind of like let life happen to me instead of like happening to life, if that makes it sense. Happen, yeah. See, that's the, the message, however it came. I mean, a friend could have said those very words to you. Yeah. You know, or, and, uh, but somehow coming from a psychic, you give me this power. And, you know, people like me have power over people's lives. That's why I call myself the psychic police. Yeah. When I hear, I had to do a lot of um, repair work from bad readings or not bad, nasty, I mean, readings that, troubled people that were yeah. not true that I had to correct or say no that they were jealous of you because I that happened to me many times I had to like say no 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 person's human but there was something they got wrong yeah let that message go wow and, and some of those messages I call you know tattoos you could never remove yeah and it can be dangerous if pe- people are trusted yeah. with that absolutely um, and I guess I'm wondering if people are looking to become more spiritually connected and they're just regular people, you know, they don't have psychic abilities, but they're interested in this world. How do you recommend like getting more in touch with your own spirituality and like the universe? Well, you know, religion, organized religion doesn't seem to be doing it. It seems so <clears throat> old fashioned. But I like to go in the church when there's nothing going on in there. Just yeah. sit in that beautiful room with stained glass windows and, and let myself feel lifted up. Yeah. Music is a great thing. Nature is the best thing to just watch a bird and, you know, and to keep it simple. Whenever that you join anything that has rules and instructions and, um, you know, uh, guilt and anger and money, that's not the place you should be. Yeah. You know? up the spirit and, and music and dance and be, being kind with people, helping your neighbor. But, um, but you know, I'm fascinated by cults and organized religion, fascinated. <clears throat> I've known a lot of people who were joined those things. I mean, I never could have a teacher like that. I could never follow what a man said anyway. Yeah. A man that was the head of a cult. I mean, please. But people get tripped up in that. They're looking for this thing. People tell them what to do. Yeah. And so I believe to get on that spiritual uh, trapeze without a net and just fly and figure it out. And if you hit the ground, you know, know, I never would tell people not to go towards something. Yeah. Um, You know, try it. Don't be afraid, but keep an open mind and uh check with people you trust yeah so spirituality is a journey a personal journey for all of us yeah sometimes i see these programs where people are going hallelujah jesus and i was like i wish i could feel that yeah uh, (laughs) you don't but i i think it's like so ridiculous The, the the more the longer i live the more I start to let go of the word believing, the more almost, not to uh, misinterpret this, the more atheistic I become, meaning what, uh, believing in something that's been 
uh, written down or what the concept of God. I believe in something so much bigger, yeah. you know, than what and most people do. Yeah. So I'm more believer and more of a skeptic than most people. That's my Scorpio. Yeah, for sure. I do and I don't. Yeah. (laughs) And how do you like relax and unwind and like separate yourself from maybe the heaviness of this world that you're in? I just heard all my friends burst out laughing at that question. (laughs) Harry does not relax. I am so energetic. It's It's a good thing. I'm up and down all night long. Um, I lately been really jerking and jumping. Something's going on with me. Yeah. Um, I go to someone's home and they say, would you like a pillow behind you at the couch? You look so uncomfortable. Yeah. I just, I don't relax, but I will watch TV. Uh, I'll dance around the music. I'll have like a margarita with a friend. Yeah. You know, I just keep light and, you know, just be try to be as whatever normal is as possible yeah. shopping all those silly things normal is not cool um, though <laughs> we like to be different <laughs> but it's really hard to relax i i just can't i can't even be in a, a like a yoga class because when everybody's doing breathe in breathe out i get the shedding stuff yeah they're shedding their pain and their frustration and I'm picking it up. Yeah. Oh, I can't be in there. I can't be in group therapy. I've been thrown out because I'll list, I'll hear it and I'll go, wait a minute. You're just light. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you were that night when you took his girlfriend away. From, and yeah. The, the therapist take me inside, Terry, you can't do that. <laughs> I can't be in a writing group. In a writing group, they're writing the story and they read it out loud. I'll say, well, you know, when he was five years old, his father locked him in a closet. And that's why he's, and they said, where are you getting that from? I said, well, it's it's in the story, right? Yeah. They go, well, that is the story of my father-in-law. He was locked in a closet at five when they would go out to restaurants, they'd leave him locked up. I said, put that in there. Yeah. And they'd say, how do you know that? I said, you know, I'm a psychic. So he had to quit because I was reading, making their writing much deeper. Yeah. And they loved it, but I didn't want to do that yeah. and not be paid for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it, it used to be a problem for me when artists would come here, writers, painters, photographers, you know, I would really get into the work, but then I thought, wait a minute, I don't, you know, and they could go off and make these things and get money and prizes and yeah, sure. I mean, get a thank you. Yeah. So I, I would be so hesitant, especially with filmmakers, because I love film and I would be good at reading the deeper meaning in a script yeah well I think my last question for you is just wondering if there's anything about like your life or this work that I didn't ask you about but that you think is really important or that you just want to share or something that's like relevant to you right now like things that are in your mind wow well that is really taking me all around the world (laughs) I think where I am right now is that I have had a need to almost find a new place to live separate from New York which is something I would never say 
because I spent two months in the country and nature was really talking to me in a way that, you know, we live in concrete and glass and uh, bricks and uh, yeah. hardly any nature here. So that is calling me. Um, I don't know. And I do think mediumship is come starting to happen a lot for me, which makes me wonder if I'm getting closer to be joining the spirit world myself. Wow. But um, other than that, I met really great peace with who I am and where I am. And, um, and I just would tell people, because I know a lot of people who hear this are going to want to experience me yeah. or someone like me and to be very careful when you go to a reader, yeah, psychic, tarot reader, don't go in those storefronts, gypsies, because they're just con artists. Yeah, and I just was last year, I think, two years ago, interviewed by the New York Times about one of them, and I said, "Oh no, they're gonna come and kill me." Yeah, but they quoted me, and I was warning people not to go, and they used my name. I didn't care. Yeah, but to be careful, but to seek information and. Be, always be on that exciting journey to find out who am I? Yeah. You know, who am I both as a spirit, as as a human being, as a creative yeah. person? And uh, the world, I feel very hopeful for the world. I really do. I am a great believer in necessity being the mother of invention. And we're getting close to necessary uh, solutions in climate change and in relationships. And we're going to see astonishing, wonderful things in the restoration of our planet. Yeah. So if that's my speech for for hope for the world and for love, um, don't despair and be act, everyone be an activist, get involved and yeah. make change and manifest what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and be open to the mystery and magic of life. It's all around us. Yeah, of course it is. Well, and a very happy Halloween. Yeah, that's the best one. We're all going to be celebrating your birthday now on Halloween. Halloween. Um, do you have any big Halloween plans, birthday plans? Yes, I am going to the country. And my friend, my best friend, Claire, out there is having uh, her friends the party. And um, I have a costume, which I'm going as a Catholic nun. Oh my God. <laughs> I love nuns have it. I do. I love it. Well, that's going to be amazing. And I yeah. thank you so much for all your insight. You're really just like one of the smartest people I've met. And I'm so lucky uh, that we could connect anytime. again. I'd yeah. be happy to do this anytime you want. Well, I'm sure we're going to have so many questions. So we might have to have a follow up episode. <laughs> I, I love to. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I. I'm saying yes to everyone that wants to talk to me and make it public and spread the word and and just have fun. Have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I will be sure to send you everything once it's all published. I think I'm going to do it next week on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Happy Halloween. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you next week. I love you.